0: podcast. This is a podcast series where we talk about faith, family, and autism. Uh, We are your hosts. I'm Todd. I'm Amanda. We're the Johnsons. And uh, in today's episode, we're going to be continuing where we left off on last week's episode, which is about Ezra's story, his life, his journey. Part two. And uh, yeah, and our journey. So we have so much ground to cover. So uh, without further ado, let's get into this. So, first off, we're talking about uh, recapping a little bit of the last episode. We talked about last episode his evaluation, uh, COVID, uh, big baby brother, um, and also uh, there's a few things we missed, so I'm going to let you take Yeah,
1: it. I was telling Todd, I really feel like we could talk for months about Ezra's story just because there's so much there and so much ground to cover. Um, but one of the things that I just remembered as I was, you know, hearing his story back that I forgot to talk about, which is a big thing, a big part of Ezra's story, um, is that when he got really ill at eight months old, um, he had an injury to his the top of his the roof of his mouth and his throat. And after eight months old, he began to have major swallow issues, which we hadn't had before. Um, predominantly with more like solids Like he still was great with his milk And water and things like that He wasn't drinking water at the time But um, all of his purees He started to struggle to swallow And he began to like vomit All of them anytime I would try And so we went from before he got sick Being able to eat a little bit To really nothing um, I think he was on formula Until nearly two years old Yeah Uh And we just bits and pieces of things we started to get him to eat. And when he started therapy, one of the biggest things that the occupational therapist was working on with him um, was feeding therapy and helping him, you know, learn to swallow. Also, you know, helping with his sensory aversions because he had a very short list of things he would even try, but that mixed with his allergies, you know, there wasn't a ton of options for him. Um, But she actually told me at the time something that I I was clueless to, um, that the same muscles that you use to eat are the same muscles that you use to talk. And Ezra's muscles were underdeveloped in his mouth and throat and tongue because of of the swallow issue. And so, yeah, so that was a big part of, you know, his, also his speech delay was Mm -hmm. that his muscles were having a hard time actually like, being able to form the words yeah so
0: yeah so we dealt with that for a few years uh and uh it was it was pretty rough but you know he's come a long way which uh, brings me to my next point which is the in between in between then and now uh everything that we as a family have uh gone through together to support him uh And so we're going to talk about growth and regressions and meltdowns and all that. Yeah. So what does that look like?
1: Yeah, I think it's important to touch on um, as well, like we were talking about his feeding and swallowing. Um, He had a tonsillectomy about a year ago as one of the things, one of the uh, parts of his journey. Um, And up until that point, we still gagged and choked almost a daily it would cause him to vomit and you know he already had those he had those feeding issues and swallow issues and everything else but his tonsils were huge and infected and causing him a lot of problems causing him to be very ill Mm -hmm. um he from from the point Ezra was born until the tonsils were out I think it was like every time the wind blew it felt like we were dealing with another illness which was not easy um but I just I don't not that I'm trying to like Yes, get your kids' tonsils ripped out. (laughs) But it took us a really long time to, like, first find out what was going on. Second, you know, actually follow through with having a procedure like that because Mm -hmm. that's really scary with a child who can't communicate to you. And it was really scary and it was very traumatic and it was very hard. He ended up hospitalized after it. And uh, you know, it's not something you want to relive, mm-hmm. but at the same time, he's been well now uh, after yeah. having it for nearly a year. He's, uh, the ear, in, chronic ear infections, a lot of the things we were dealing with um, have stopped. And so, yeah, it's worth checking into all of those things if your child is having similar issues, for sure.
0: For sure, yeah. And that, that ties into his growth. Uh, he's had a lot of mental growth. Yes. Um, but he's also had a lot of regressions. And so... um it's it's been it a lot of times we feel like we take one step forward and two steps back, but yeah. truth be told, you know it's all part of the growing process, and so uh we're actually curious if you as a family if you're on YouTube right now and you're you're watching, we'd love to hear from you put in a comment down below and let us know um what growth and regressions have looked like for you as a family. Yeah. We'd love to hear it and yeah. uh just be able to. Have that community and uh, talk back and forth. I think
1: it's something that's not touched on as much, or something I haven't heard about as much. Because I, a lot of people talk about, and we it's also a part of our story. A major regression, yeah. and we did experience that. It was massive, and it was like nearly overnight, and it was like huge. But then throughout the years, um, you know, we'd make a lot of ground, and we'd work really hard, and boom, it's like one day an illness would hit or something would hit and here we are, you know, 10 steps back and we've lost the 10 words we had again and, Mm -hmm. you know, it was very much baby steps and and feeling like you get hit by something and pushed back Um, and I I can't even imagine what it had to feel like for Ezra because he was working so Mm -hmm. hard and then, you know.
0: Would hit regressions but in the long game he's made so much ground that the regressions look mild compared to what growth he's had. So, yeah. Uh, but one thing that has really helped him socially, big time, is public school. Yeah. Uh, he started public school back in kindergarten. A well, about a year and a half ago now. And uh, you know, he's made a lot of friends in school. He's made a lot of uh, connections in school. For sure. And really, so have we. We've made a lot of connections with some friends, some many dear friends uh, who our parents to a child with yeah. autism as well.
1: I, I genuinely never thought that we'd send our children to public school. That just wasn't um, what I had planned. Yeah. But with Ezra, things were so different. And, you know, we had been in therapy for all the years, working as hard as we were. And I actually think it was one of the therapists that first mentioned it to me. And she was like, Amita, you really need to think about public school. Um, and there's a program that starts much younger <laughs> yeah, for sure. uh, than kindergarten even. Like Ezra could have been in school, I think two years before. Brick k three, he could have started. I wasn't ready for that. Um, but I really began to pray about it because I was I was just so nervous for him uh to go in and to not be able to come back and tell us what had happened to him that day, you know, or yeah. you know, encounters that he had, had. It was it was a huge fear in my heart. And I really feel like God just started to address that fear, and and I had been praying about it, and I was invited to a women's conference. Um, I think it was, I think it was that spring mm-hmm. before school was going to start, and one of the ladies that was there actually was formerly a teacher at the school that we were going to, you know, be enrolling Ezra in, and she was like, "You have to meet uh, my friend who is the assistant principal." at the school he was starting at, the Early Childhood Center. And meeting her was just like the confirmation that I needed that one, we were doing the right thing. But two, you know, she informed me, look, all of the major decisions that we make, I'm on his team for that. Yeah. So it was like a familiar face, you know. Even if you have to go into your school and and say, "Hey, I just want to meet the person. I want to meet someone there." That connection and knowing, okay, I've got somebody with my child's best interests at heart who's there, boots on the ground with them. That really, uh, that really helped us. I think be able to release Ezra, it was still hard and I still mm. cried a lot yeah, when it was
0: difficult for sure. we had
1: to send him, he didn't cry, but I was like, eh. oh.
0: <laughs> yeah, he was, he was a trooper. But, uh, with that being said, he has absolutely blown us away, Yeah, uh, especially this past few months. He's been in a new class in the first grade, but this kid has blown us away yeah. Uh, just the things that he's capable of and the things that he can do for sure um, we're going to be talking about that in a, in a few episodes from now yeah. three different ways that we um, maybe underestimated him as parents
1: a hundred percent
0: that's one of them you know you see your child every day and uh, you see just everything that he goes through or he or she goes through and uh, sometimes you don't see the forest for the trees. You don't realize that that kid is capable of so much more than you could ever even give him credit for as a yeah. parent. Um And that's exactly our situation. That's exactly what happened.
1: Yeah, I think what our expectation, I know mine was like, oh, he needs this socially. And we knew that the routine would be helpful, but we had no idea that like what would begin to come out academically. And yeah. that's... That's been so amazing to witness. Yeah,
0: which brings us to our third point, which is where we are now. Uh, So, we are... He's in the first grade now. We as a family are pushing right along. His baby brother is two years old and his best friend and worst enemy at the same time. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I mean, Ezra has made a lot of friends from school. Yeah. And we've also... Really had the honor and the privilege of being a part of this group mm-hmm. that is funded currently uh through the state that we live in, and uh what it is is it is a service for school age children yeah. in public schools who have autism and uh I'm telling you it's awesome like once a month we we'll get together and we have like a family night, and then last summer they had a full six week. Yeah.
1: Program, program day school program. kind of
0: thing. Um, it was Ezra oh
1: loved it. He begs to go back, and and actually, right now, they've been fighting for a grant. Yeah. And it's it's so hard. You know, they're, they're doing everything they can to help service the children in our area that are honestly very underserviced. Yeah. For and they're sure. doing the most incredible things. And yeah, like Todd said, we feel so honored and privileged to get to be a part of something like that. That's bringing families together. Um, we've met a lot, of, a lot of families through that. We've gotten close to uh, people who work within the school system, um, who are a part of it, who who advocate for us, and who are boots on the ground for us. Yeah. So, it's huge. I yeah. I wish every school, like yeah. you know, every public school system and had it, something like it.
0: Truth be told, every person, I'm pretty sure, every person on their staff that does this, you know, they're all full time teachers, administrators in the public school system, public education system in our area. So they do this genuinely out of the goodness of their heart. That's it. They could be anywhere else doing anything else with their own time, which is very valuable. And instead, they choose to reinvest that into children yeah, and families.
1: I um, think the most incredible thing about them is most of them have their own journey and their own yeah. story with a child, maybe not with autism, but with special needs. Yeah. Um, and the fact that they have children with special needs or even teenagers with special needs at home and they're still mm-hmm. you know, going as hard as they are for our children, it, it's just... It makes yeah. such a difference. So, Shout yeah.
0: out. This program is called Shout Aspire. Out Aspire. <laughs> it's called Aspire.
1: Yes. And uh when we do our school episode, we should go more in depth yeah, with them yeah, for maybe sure. We could have man, someone
0: on from Aspire. Who knows? But we uh, could talk
1: forever about it. I'm
0: telling you, what I'm getting what I'm getting at with this is is um his social growth in the school system. Yeah. Coupled with his social growth at Aspire has just made all the difference. Yeah, Um, He's made a lot of friends. Of course, that helps. We have playdates and things. Yeah. Actually,
1: one of the the first day of school, uh, of kindergarten, we met a couple who love the Lord very deeply. um, And their son was starting his first year in that class as well. And they've become very good friends. And we've become really good friends. And it's like, had we not stepped out, and given the school system a chance, uh, we we wouldn't have, you know.
0: Made so many friends. Yeah. And he wouldn't have made so many friends. That's that's the thing. Like we can make all the friends we want to, but this is really it's about him. It's about these kids. Um and so those programs, they wouldn't have happened if we wouldn't have chose to go the public right. school route. So uh for you moms out there, you dads out there who are Against public school, we totally get it. Our <laughs> heart was right there with you for the longest. Yeah. But, you know, in our particular case it was we just felt a very strong urge and a pull. And you never know. This, it,
1: this may be a season and there may be a season yeah. where we do homeschool. We're com we our our hearts and minds are so open now. I think we were thought everything had to go a certain direction and now we're just like, you know, we have to kind of go with the flow and yeah. um you know, our hearts, we would love to live in a place that had a specialized school, yeah. you know, but that's just not the cards that's that we're cards, yeah. given.
0: But one more thing uh, that isn't on our notes, but one more thing that has really helped, and I could go on and on about, and maybe we could have this person on for an episode as well, um, but there is a therapy uh, program in our yes. area. It is equestrian therapy, horse Riding therapy for children on the spectrum and children with special needs. Uh, It helps their core muscles, helps their uh, socialization. It helps a lot with these children. And Mm -hmm. Ezra's part of that. And let me tell you, like...
1: And that all happened through the school system. That all happened through the school system. They Uh, they were taking the children uh, twice a month to the ranch that's literally right up the road from where we live. Um, and giving them that opportunity to experience that, which is just huge. Yeah, it's massive. And so. it was—it's been a huge thing for Ezra. And now he's in therapy, like independently, not through the school. I take him. He just started back, yeah. and he loves it. And I don't know—you know—a lot of your children probably have similar kind of things, but Ezra has um, a lot of tightness in his hips, and he had has had low muscle tone, uh, gross motor delays, and fine motor delays. But with those gross motor delays and tightness in his hips. And his he has a really severe toe in and riding the horse, the warmth of the horse, you know, the way that he's seated, it's working core muscles. It's a lot of work.
0: Yeah, it's making those those muscles start to push that foot outward a little more, which is really awesome. There's so many awesome things, and we'll have an episode.
1: I know, because we could talk about the people with the
0: person that runs this. We could
1: talk about the people Um, there for so long, too, because they're incredible.
0: Regardless, um, that's been his growth. That's been yeah. kind of this past year for us. but let's talk about some of the struggles and some of the obsessions he has.
1: Yeah, as I just of now I just wanted to share one other thing um, about school, and that is I just wanted to share an example of of something like that was huge to me. Um, Ezra's uh, starting school and the socialization, the routine, one of the things he's doing at school is eating in the cafeteria yeah. where it's loud. Um, and overwhelming, and typically in situations like that, Ezra can't eat, mm-hmm. um, and he can't stay still. Every ma- major like uh, event or anything with family, like family dinners and stuff, Thanksgiving, Christmas, he was just so running around. And last year, for the first year ever— he sat and ate Thanksgiving and Christmas dinner with the whole family. Yeah. And I feel like, yeah, I know that's family. something, it seems like something small, but it was so huge to see him do that. And I have no doubt that him being in school and being in those settings and being challenged in that way is why he was able to do well, that.
0: it meant a lot, not only to him, which is the biggest part of this, but it meant a lot to everyone else as well to be able to see him yeah. partake in like the family dynamic Um, as well as like, I don't know, just get get to be loved by everyone and and love back. Like, it was a big deal, especially for a six year old child. Well, yeah, six at the time. No, he's five. He's five, He was still five. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, struggles and obsessions, something that, uh, obviously, as an autism parent, um, you, I'm sure, deal with all the time. We deal with it all the time ourselves. Um, but some of his struggles right now, he has, you know they've they've gotten a lot better lately through the the past year as well uh but his struggles a, a lot of his struggles revolve around something he's hyperfixated on
1: yeah that's our current i think the hardest thing that we're currently dealing with with Ezra because hyperfixation can be a really good thing um but for Ezra it's it's like almost like a prison sometimes yeah, because time. he can't he, he can't
0: put his jeans on without having his toy ambulance in his hand. And,
1: and you know, that that's not so much, you know, just when you're trying to communicate with him and he is on like a loop, you know, he just goes through kind of, I don't know, that's the best way to describe it. It's like he's stuck on a loop. And he can't get out of it. And it may be that he's talking about whatever is... <laughs>
0: whatever random thing. He
1: has a lot bad. of obsessions. I think we could do a whole episode on yeah, obsessions, yeah. honestly.
0: Yeah. But regardless, even through those obsessions, we see this growth he's making. We yeah. see all the all the work that's being put in. Uh, not only by other people, but we see him putting in work. Yeah. Last night, he sat down and wanted to read a book. And so, yeah. you know, he doesn't know how to read. And so I'm helping him. I'm working with him. And you can see he's legitimately trying. Like he's trying so yes. hard. He wants to learn. And so um, that's where we are now. And it's, it's just been a really uh, and awesome I, time. I
1: think what you're even saying in that is that like the obsessions, even though they can be a trap and almost a prison, they're also like fuel. Like he, his obsessions are what has caused him to want to read, you know, yeah. certain books. Yeah, his true. obsessions are what has caused him to want to draw yeah, and want to write, want to learn to write certain words. You know, he, even though those things he's obsessing over, like are sometimes the thing that's like holding him back, they're also like what's pushing him to thrive in other areas. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's kind of a complicated thing, but it, it's like if there's he's having positive productivity sometimes, and then other times it's like, okay, buddy, we got to get out of this loop so we can just do basic tasks, yeah. you know yeah. what I'm saying?
0: Absolutely, and yeah. uh, of course, communication is always a struggle, mm-hmm. even now, uh, but we'll keep you updated. We'll keep everyone updated with our...
1: progress as we go. We'd love to share some of his obsessions because they've changed throughout the years and then kind of we go back to some of them, but he has a lot currently. You know
0: what? Um, (laughs) Another comment you can throw in here down below if you're on YouTube, what are your child's obsessions or what... Hyperfixations. What what is the hyperfixations that you deal with as a family? How do you deal with them? How do you uh, find ways, whether it's redirection redirection or you know whatever... uh, You use, we'd love to hear, we're all ears and we'd like to uh, just find out how, how you guys do this. So, uh, recapping, um, we, uh, this is part two. We talked about part one last episode, this episode, we talked about part two of Ezra's life and we covered a lot, abbreviated version, but we did cover a lot, um, and, uh, yeah, we, we, we really want you guys to be able to come, come away from this, knowing that autism is a journey as a family. Like it's, it's not something you have to fight against it for us. We've learned it's something that you can embrace and you can, you can take the good with the bad and still see, um, that God is in it all. Like, yeah. like he's in the middle of it all. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, so that's been this episode, uh, also, listen, if you are on YouTube right now and you're watching, please, please, please subscribe, like, hit the bell so that you can stay up to date with our stuff. And if you are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, Pandora maybe whatever, anywhere you're at, be sure to follow us. <laughs> yeah, Hit the button to follow us and leave a review. That helps us to be able to get this message out because really this message is... All about advocacy, it's all about hope, it's all about love and uh supporting these families, so help us out, help us get this message out there and uh yeah, I mean it means a ton to us, and we know there's a ton of other families out there for sure who could uh hear this message of hope and acceptance yeah. and and faith, so you want to pray us out?
1: yeah, let's go, Jesus, we thank you for Ezra's story and for his journey. And we thank you, Lord, that it's just the beginning. Uh, We thank you that everything he's walked through, even up to this point, we we just give you glory that he's able to encourage other parents out there, that his life is able to encourage other peers of his that nothing is impossible with you. And so I just thank you for every person listening today. And I pray that they've been so encouraged by all the things that we've said and talked about and that maybe there's some things that they can really relate to or some things that they thought, man, I thought I was the only one going through that. Lord, I just I just pray you comfort them right where they are and let them know that they're not alone. We love you. We honor you. We give you the glory in Jesus name. Amen.
0: Amen. We are the Johnsons. I'm Todd. I'm Amanda. And uh, thank you for listening. And until next time...